This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Yes, sir. Yes, 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 sir. Let's go. Let's go. Intro music, fire. I actually thought about changing it uh, for like a couple seconds. You know, that's been with me for a long time. Spent 10 bucks on it. Shout out the guy in Fiverr. Was thinking about changing up a little bit. Got a lot of new listeners from doing the Anakin Florian, but I'm like, you know what? You know, I felt like I was too, not that I'm big time, but I was, I had just enough listeners where everyone got used to it, but I just, all the new people need to hear the fire that that is. I know I I didn't make it. It was literally 10 bucks from Fiverr. So shout out to guy in Fiverr. Anyway, what's up with the, what's up? Welcome to the podcast. Listen, uh, getting some, some more love from the Anakin Florian podcast. Thank you for coming over. Um, two things. I, well, first, well, yeah, two things. Hang on. Uh, first thing is going to bore the shit out of you. So if you're driving, maybe pull over because you might fall asleep a little bit. I, you know, if, you, if you're in the podcast game, you know the deal. Uh, you need a hosting site. So you need to upload everything to a site and then they distribute it to iTunes and Spotify, yada, yada, yada. So I've been going to, I don't call my SoundCloud. SoundCloud was the very first one I did. And for years, past two years, I've been wanting to change it because SoundCloud won't let me update my profile picture. If you notice on the, uh, if you're listening to this on Apple, um, the Apple podcast app, the logos, the old logo, which I don't know why it does that. I can't switch it. And I did some research and I found out it's probably mostly SoundCloud. And they're very, they're more, you know, you ever heard the expression SoundCloud rappers? That's more of like a music scene. They do podcasts anyway. Plus, it was like maybe $5 more than where I'm going now. So I went to a reputable brand, a brand that most people go to the hoster podcast. So I'm making a transition. And there's like, oh, there's different feeds you got to upload and yada, yada, yada. I don't want to bore you that much. But uh, a gentleman um, tweeted me today, said, hey, are you on Spotify? I said, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm at work. So I go and I search and I can't find my show on Spotify. I have since sorted out. It is now sorted out. But if you hear anything funky, whether it be Apple, Spotify, whatever, let me know. Uh, that'd be great because I did a little switcheroo to try to make things a little bit better for me. Something I've been wanting to do. <sighs> okay. I I bored myself. I apologize. But I was on Anakin, the, Anakin uh, John Anakin, Kenny Florian podcast yesterday. Uh, this is, you know, fourth or fifth time I've been on. I think I'm going to be a regular now. I'm going to split time across. I think I brought that up, but I... Even when John told me that and I brought that up, I, I was just like, eh, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, because, you know, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm one of those guys that, like, if you tell me good news, I, I immediately think, okay, yeah, okay, we'll see, type deal. You know what I mean? Just the negativity in my life. But uh, John Anik, I take him on his word, and I, I feel like I'm, you know, having fun on there, and people are either talking shit or liking me, so that's kind of good, you know, getting a reaction out of them. Uh, I think Kenny and I have a good flow when we pick fights. I do a little bit different breakdown. You know, I'm not going to go technical tit for tat like Ken flow. I mean, the guy's a fucking legend. I'll let him do all the breaking down the fights. I kind of go a little different approach when I break down my fights. I get kind of my feel on it. Maybe my my takes my takes uh, on certain situations. And I look at things a little differently. I mean, I might break down a few little techno aspects. But anyway, I feel like I'm rolling on there. I feel like I'm doing a good thing in this past show. You know, you know, I got an ego, guys, right? I'm not a modest man. You know what I mean? There's an ego that needs to be filled. And, uh, you know, I'm a confident son of a bitch. And, uh, but I tell you what, this last show I did, I felt like really comfortable in the groove. I thought I did a good job. So if you, if you haven't listened to the Anakin Florian yet, 
Go over. You should be listening. For goodness sakes, John and Kenny California, the man. Uh, go over in Ray Longo. I mean, Jesus Christ. Go over there and uh, listen to that. But I, this past up, this past one where we broke down Ankali Santos this weekend. I feel like I did pretty good. I, this is my favorite one that I did. Uh, I feel like I was in a zone. I was caffeined up. I was well prepared. Uh, made a few little jokes. Um, yeah, and I, I just felt like it was it was a home run for me. I said home run. God damn it. Uh, but no. So go listen to that. And and I'm honored to be on there. Listen, you know, we're about to get personal in, in a little bit in, in, in the next little thing before I get to the recap. And another personal issue is my grandfather, who I love dearly, was in the hospital for 94 years old, was in the hospital. He lives in Wilmington, North Carolina, was in the hospital for four days and uh, had a little bit of a heart problem. He's home now, but he's very weak. And he's just like one of the greatest, the greatest man I've ever met in my life, my role model, everything. I mean, the guy is literally everything to me. I love him to death. And I, that shook me up a little bit, but this whole week, I just been thinking, once I found out, I just been thinking about the life lessons he has told me. And the one is just, you know, work hard, put your head down and work hard and don't fucking give up. You know what I mean? Just because that's, you know, he's very successful in life and that's what he did. You know, he wasn't supposed to be where he's at in life and he did. And I made a billion mistakes. You know, I'm a type of person that only does things that I kind of want to do. And I only excel at the things that I'm into. And so when I got injured, my brain and the training crapped out, I had to focus on something else. It took me a long time to kind of get over the fact that I'm not going to fight. So then I transitioned to, you know, I've always obsessed with picking and stuff, but then the gambling and then the podcast happened, you know, because I couldn't really podcast from my parents fucking house. So once we got our own place or even I had a little white before, before we got the house, we had a little two family. I couldn't really do it in there either. So once I got the house, everything kind of came together. It has been a slow burn here. It's been a really slow burn. I thought we had something good. I, I brought some good people in, still have some good people. I feel like uh, I'm a little bit of an original God, I'm getting sick talking about myself. Even though I have an ego, I'm getting sick talking myself. But the point is, you know, I'm feeling very, uh, you know, I feel like sometimes when you, I haven't made it. Don't, don't get me wrong. I haven't made anything. I haven't done anything. Uh, still a lot more to go. Still a lot to more to prove on. But I feel like when you're working so hard and you put your head down and work, I mean, listen, there's not many MMA podcasts out there that are as consistent as me. I have 329 episodes. I've been doing this forever with very little audience. You know what I mean? And every single one of you who have stick, stuck with me from day one, I love you, you know, and I love the people with me. I started, took me forever to get the 100 followers, took me forever to get to 200. Now I'm at 400 because the Anakin Florians kind of put me up a little bit. And I love all 400 of you. I do with my heart. I love it. And... When you're working so hard, keep your head down and just going and the consistency I have, how serious I take this with with a very little listenership. Um, when you hit a little bit of accomplishment, I think it's okay to kind of take a step back and go, man, that, that's pretty fucking cool. And I'm doing a podcast weekly with John Anik and Kenny Florian. John Anik knows my name. You know, this past episode, spoiler alert, he asked me if I'm going to Columbus card. How close was it to Cincinnati? And I said, oh, yeah, we're going. Wife and I, we got tickets. We're, we're, we're spending a weekend. He offered me his tickets. I mean, this is... Nuts. I don't want to be a fanboy and fan out and be like an idiot because I'm, I'm playing it cool. Play it cool. Play it cool. But the reality is, is that's a that's a nice little accomplishment right there. Is I was on the show back in September when I was on vacation. And I feel like they were they, they lost their guy, Ian Parker, and I feel like they maybe were auditioning. Again, I brought this up on the podcast before. Was on September. I saw some people that went before me, saw, you know, and everyone was good. They all had their own different uh 
different personalities, different takes, different styles, whatever. And I thought I did good. And then when I didn't get the call or email, and I get called by him, emailed to continue to do it, I got, you know, the competitiveness in me is like, fuck. And then they got Krause, which makes sense because big time coach, UFC fighter, has a bigger name. Who the fuck am I? I get it. And I'm like, man, okay. And then I listen to Krause and, you know, my throwing shots at Krause. I thought, you know, maybe he's a great coach. Don't know if he's the best uh gambler out there fight picker you know I, th- I feel like you know there's gonna be a lot of bias to him he trains with a lot of guys he has a relationship with guys i don't have that but i think he's he's great i think he's on a lot of different shows krauses he's on you know a lot of the betting shows and, and this is what he does so who who the fuck am i maybe i'm just bitter maybe i'm just jealous but i felt like i should have got that call to, to come in full time and now him and i are splitting in this and in in florian florian and anik and even cody merrill you know they seem to like me and they're bringing me back it's, it's okay to stop the smell of roses for a little bit. Just for a little bit, now we're back on our grind. Now I'm doing this podcast, which is my own. And we take podcasts on Twitter, on uh, Instagram. Let go. Huh? Got Pickums this week. Big fight card. I love the fight card this weekend. A lot of good spots, I feel like. A lot of great fights. Um, so, yeah. And then we're going to recap this card. I'm sorry for going all, like, personal. I'm feeling a little sentimental. It's Monday. Got the Monday blues. Okay? You know... Got the Monday blues, not really had a good day, but you know, it's raining, it's kind of hot in my house. You know, I was gonna put this on video, but I got a tank top on. I feel like I would break the internet if I fucking film myself with a tank top on just because I got muscles that haven't been discovered yet on other men. And I don't, I don't, I just don't want the attention. Um, no, I'm very grateful and appreciative of being on Anakin Florian's podcast because before anything, it was my favorite MMA podcast. I feel like, you know. It's good recap, good fight picks, you know, even before me, you know, Kraus and I think Kenny Florence should be calling UFC fights still. That's my opinion. But uh, uh, yeah, so computer just went black on me. So let's go to the big thing that's been going on in everybody's mind. Kane Velasquez tweeted out about this. I've, I've kind of stayed a little quiet. A little drink of the sauce here before I get into this. So listen, we're about to get personal. Um... I don't, um, if, 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 if I'm anything, I'm honest and maybe a little too honest, I'm going to try to hide some details, uh, just so I don't uh, not incriminate myself, just so I don't expose myself too much. It is a very touchy subject. So King Velasquez thing, if you don't know, you should probably know, chase down a man that was, uh, charged with, uh, molestation, pedophilia, sexual abuse, to a, uh, someone really a minor, a very young person under the age of 14 that's related to Cain Velasquez. We don't know who it is. People are assuming daughter. People are assuming uh, son. It was He lived at the daycare uh, that his mom was running. 43-year-old man, complete piece of shit. Cain chased him down with his stepdad and stepfather in the car, uh, with, the, with the pervert stepfather in the car. And a gun went off somehow. The stepfather got shot, and Cain is now in jail. And then he had a hearing today. They said no bail. And a lot of free canes are out there, you know, because it's just a horrible situation. We're only getting small little bits and details. Everyone wants to kind of be reserved on their opinions. But uh, the res- the sources that have come out have, have been factual. The guy was arraigned on the Friday before Kane did this and, and got let go, got got bail, got to go back to the house that he had a fucking, you know, his mom's running a daycare and this guy's a fucking pedophile. So a lot of the sources that came out have been true, but we still, there's a lot of details we don't know. So... My opinion on it, I obviously have a strong opinion on it because I've kind of lived this a little bit. 
when I was a kid, again, here's the personal part. If you feel a little uncomfortable in the personal stuff, kind of buttoning up a little bit, I'm apologizing. I'm just going to let it fly. So I have two older sisters. We were being babysat as uh, young kids. I was probably five or six. And this, you know, situation happened to me. It happened to me personally. Um, it happened, you know, with some, you know, with, with, you know, me and my sisters and, uh, and then it came out it, it was going on for a little bit and then it came out and we told our mom and our, we, you know, we were young. We didn't know what the fuck was going on. Mom flipped out, called my dad. Uh, so again, this is my real dad who has now passed away, who I didn't have a good relationship with. And my stepfather, who I refer to sometimes as my dad, it gets a little confusing because he is my dad. He's my father. He's raised me. Yada, yada. Anyway, my real dad, mom, don't like each other. They split up when I was young. She called him up. It, you know, cops were involved and everything like that. And even at a young age, my dad didn't do anything. He didn't do what Kane did. He did nothing. Um, and at a young age, I, you know, I didn't know. I just kind of wanted to be over. But as I got older, I said, how the fuck? And now that I'm a father, right, of, of two beautiful children, girls, I, I don't know how you don't react. I don't know how you don't do that. Now I'm not asking every father to do what Cain did. Um, you know, a lot of guys talk about, they're going to do what he did. He did it. Cain's, you know, about that. You know what I mean? You, you, you're the justice system is there in place. It's going to fail me. This pervert's going to go out. He's going to go live at the fucking house where daycare is being had. And I, I, you know, we don't live in an eye for an eye world. I get that. But sometimes we're, we're talking about this situation, eye for an eye is it might be you know justice you know what i mean um i don't know if i necessarily subscribe to that but sometimes i do there's there's little bugaboos we all have in our life some people are animal lovers and they they, they want to rescue the animals you know every celebrity has a certain charity they want to donate to that's really near and dear to their heart mine is anything with children whether it be children's hospital or children's dealing with sexual abuse women not just children as well a lot of sexual abuse that happens in this world sex it, it's it's horrific it's terrible because i kind of lived it so my dad did nothing and it sat with me for a long time so when i was about six years old so then move away a year later to my mom's and I grow up in a, in a gorgeous household with my mom and my stepdad, living in a nice uh, suburb, new school, new friends, new everything. About 16 years old, I was out with my buddies. I wasn't driving yet. Uh, my parents wouldn't let me get my license, so I was 17 for whatever reason. Anyway, driving around with my buddies, having a few beers, and I'm a lightweight, and I'm fucking 16, so I'm drunk. And I was an angsty teenager with a chip on his shoulder because of what happened when I was younger with my parents and with whatever and had an attitude problem, got in a lot of fights and just overall an angry guy that, you know, had that had some issues that need to be worked out. So we're driving one night, it's about 1 a.m. We drive past this person's uh, street, uh, said a, a pedophile, said a alleged abuser, not alleged, abuser, sexual abuser, excuse me. Uh, and I said, hey, pull down the street. Buddy pulls down. I have no idea what we're doing. Stop in front of his house. I get out. This person has a huge bay window and right, right there. And you know, the, if you know what it is, like a three sided window and there's like a giant fucking like two handed rock. They had to pick up with two hands. And I just launched that bitch to the window, broke everything. And friends take off in the car. They didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know what I was going to do. I like blacked out. I, I just was angry. So when the, when the rock went through the window, I paused, I went, Okay, get out of here. Back of my head, get out of here, get out of here. Friends took off, but I could have just started running, right? It's one in the morning. I said, I climb in the window. Uh, said person had woken up. You know, their, their bedroom was on that first floor. 
walking up and I attacked him, beat the shit out of him, uh, broke a lot of bones, put him in the hospital, you know, legal stuff happened afterwards. I didn't get put in jail or anything, but you know, that's, um, that was something that obviously I'm not proud of it, you know, whatever like that. It's terrible, but that is ever since I did that, I feel like my anger and my angst, and it could have been the fact I was getting older too, kind of subsided a little bit. I feel like I need to do that. Right. And it's something that I felt like my dad should have done. Right. That if, if I'm being completely honest, he didn't protect me. So not to get super emotional, but that's literally what I've had to deal with in my life. And Kane did that. Kane, we don't know who the person is, daughter, son, cousin. We don't know. But he took matters in his hands because the justice system failed him. The one question I have is, is Kane Velasquez can beat pretty much any guy that's not a professional fighter to death with his hands, right? In the street, he could have beat this guy to death with his hands. Said it was self-defense, whatever. Not sure where the gun was at, uh, why he brought a gun. Maybe he just wanted to shoot him. I, I, you know, again, when I threw the rock through that window and did what I did, I wasn't thinking. I, I, I you know, I, I, I was very, I remember all of it, but it was, it was a weird thing that just a blackout, not even a blackout, just seeing red, just getting angry. And then when you think back on it, you're like, I remember doing it, but like, I don't know why I was doing it, right? So the same situation can be with Kane. I mean, listen, if someone touched my daughter, I like to think I would react the same way as Kane. You know what I mean? So it's just such a hard situation. A lot of people are coming out saying free Kane. There's some people very against it. Some guy on Twitter's like, he shot an innocent man. He should be in jail, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just, it's just tough. If it was up to me, uh, you know, I'm, I, I don't, there's a reason I'm not in politics. There's a reason I'm not ever going to be the president of the United States. There's a reason I'm never going to be lawmakers because of my viewpoint on certain things. I think pedophiles, uh, guys like this, you know, that did this apparently over a hundred times, probably not the only person he did it to. If he's fucking living out of daycare, would probably do it again. I think they need to get their dicks, balls, hands cut off. You get either life in prison or bear you under the fucking jail, or you get both your hands, dick, and balls cut off. You get to choose. That's it. Those are three options. Um, I have no, I have no patience for it. I have no stomach for it. I think it's ridiculous. Obviously, I stand with Kane. What Kane did, it sucks that he can't get out on bail. Um, the judge denied him a bail, but you know, I could go into fucking California for twenty minutes and talk about how fucking that state is, you know, fucking whacked. But. uh Nope. Uh, yeah, so that's it. Sorry for getting super personal. Just this Kane thing really hit me. I sent out one tweet, and, and, and Cody Mero and I were texting back and forth about it, and I didn't want to go too crazy with it. I really wanted to sit with it and think about it. And, of course, everything in my life, my opinions, like everyone's opinions, they get really catered to life experiences, and, and I just I can't help but feel for Kane. And, and listen, those girls are lucky, or his kids are lucky to have him as a dad because – of what he did. And I think I would do the same thing. I never know. I hope I never have to find out. That is one of the things that terrifies me more than anything. But I think I, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's just something I don't want to think about. But anyway, let's go to some fights. Okay. 20 minutes in of bullshit. Let's go. Let me get my green money notebook here. How did, okay, weekend. I'm up 0.56 units. Not the, uh, 0.56, so no full units. That's 56 bucks. I'm up 56 bucks. Let's be honest. Units are $100. Slime ball hit again, baby. Boop, 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 boop. Slime ball hit. 4-1 on the year. 
Got a nice little thing going. Had RDA, had Umar, had Holland. Man, the, the fucking RDA fight could have been a little bit easier. I mean, Makana was fucking swinging at the end of that fight. And RDA was taking some shots. I'm like, man, stop the fight. Won a five-round decision pretty easily. Umar Nurmagomedov, the highest favorite on the card, I believe. He dominated. Looked fantastic. Kevin Holland had a shaky first round. Comes out like a fucking savage at third round. Gets the slime ball here. I had Klein Smith. Fight doesn't go the distance. Have no idea how that doesn't hit. Devontae Smith uh, doesn't have the best chin in the world. Got touched up and just fucking kept going. Masvidal by decision. We'll sp- explain that in a, when we break down that fight. Uh, Umar by finish at plus 120. I got that. Uh, that was just, uh, what was that? Submit? I think that was submission. I, I wrote finish, but that was by submission. So I got plus 120 on that. Speedback by TKO KO. Got that one. Holland by sub, missed on that one. Then I had Klein, Elliott, and Malarkey as my straight picks. Obviously hit Klein and Elliott on a little parlay. Very little money, and then missed Malarkey, which I went a little bit heavier on because he's my uh, dog lock. So .56 units, not the worst weekend. Uh, fridge went out. The old fridge crapped out on us. It was here when we moved in. Freezer stopped working. So boy took some of his gambling win- winnings and Bought a new fridge, you know, last night, coming tomorrow. You know what I mean? So uh, I told my wife, I said, you got to start massaging his head. And you got to start doing some brain exercises because this brain is now paying for appliances, major appliances in this house. She didn't go for it. She didn't go for it. I believe her words were go fuck yourself. But I went nine four on my picks in the, on the entire card. Uh, I hit my motor lock with RDA. I, hit my, I missed my dog lock and I missed my send them. Uh, but I did win the strap. Your boys, the champion, hit some good underdogs in the beginning. Uh, took the strap from Christian. He was a strap daddy for a little bit. Now I got it. You can't see me right now, but I'm fucking flexing, baby. Um, yeah, had a good week. Nine and four. I think we all picked a pretty good card. I think Timbo maybe was coming up in third, but I think Timbo hit a lot of his. No, never mind. Uh, Christian, no, never mind. Yeah, I think we all had a decent little card. Nine and four of my picks. I've got nine right in the past four cards. At least nine fights right. I think only nine. Um, so nine and four. Not bad. Not bad. All right. Usually I go main event to the bottom. I kind of want to get some of these bottom fights out of the way and talk a little bit more about the um, some of the bigger fights. So Dustin Jacoby versus Maestro uh, Mikhail Olszewski. Uh, Jacoby looked good. He obviously was banged up. Didn't throw a lot of kicks. He boxed with a boxer and won. Not a strong suit. Mixed it up a little bit. Did what he had to do. He gets a three-star. Olesechek gets a two. Olesechek just needs to cut some weight. I'm never a guy that's like, cut weight, but he's tiny for 205. Get down to 85 at least. Um, he's got big power, good boxing, good left hand. His cardio looked like it held up a little bit. Did get tired in that third round, but, you know, Jacoby was keeping a nice pace. Then we had Luva Klein versus Devontae Smith. Luva Klein was the underdog. I hit that. He gets a three. Devontae gets a two. Very, very good fight. Very close fight. Uh, didn't see too many people upset about this fight. Um, uh, maybe a couple people had Devontae. I had Ludwig in this fight. Very close, though. Hurt uh, Smith in the first two rounds and then kind of slowed down that third, and Devontae was taking over. Um, you know, just need to see a little more from Devontae. He gets two. Ludwig gets three. Tim Elliott gets a four-star. Tim Elliott looked fantastic. I thought he won against Tagir. Tagir gets a three. Is a very competitive fight. One of my fights in the night. Very fun to watch. A Russian could be product uh, lose. So shout out James Krause for 
uh, doing that. I mean, Tim Elliott's style is just perfectly made for these Russian guys. You know, the upper body control and wrestling is is fucking unreal for Tim Elliott. Um, he looked really good. A lot of people thought Tagir won this fight, and you know, Tim Elliott grabbed his gloves and all this. I, I thought Tim Elliott won. It was very competitive. Dropped Tagir um, in the. It was close. I mean, I'm not gonna say robbery either way. Uh, but Tim Elliott came through four stars. Very impressed by his performance. Sometimes he slows down. Sometimes that awkward style gets him into trouble. The awkward style fucking shook up Ulan Bekoff. Ulan Bekoff was yelling at his corner after he got dropped. He's yelling at the ref. Like, very emotional, un, very uncharacteristic of a Russian fighter to really show that emotion like Tagir did. Um, so, big offs to Tim Bay getting that win. And Dog Money. I believe this was a lot of rumors, a lot of stats going around on, on Twitter's. That Tim Elliott had never won as an underdog way. Cash at a two to one. I got him at plus two hundred five. I know plus one ninety is what he closed at, but uh, yeah, shout out Tim Elliott. Umar Nurmagomedov. Uh, I sound like fucking Joe Rogan. That's a fucking five star performance. Uh, Umar, I've known for a little bit. He's been inactive. That this is like the next up guy. Cousin of Khabib. Um, fantastic kicks, fantastic grappling, a problem at 35. They fought at 45. Kellen her. I have a lot of respect for Kellen her. I looked at him at this money because we're all trying to find super big underdogs. And once I really looked at the tape, I said, no fucking chance. Kellner gets a two just because I like him. Umar gets a five. Complete domination. Kellen her didn't really have any bright spots in this fight. Played defense the whole time. Maybe stuffed a couple takedowns, but went to the ground. Umar got that neck so goddamn fast. Super impressed with this kid. Another fucking fucking Russian stud at 135 you got to look out for. Probably going to be fighting for gold in a year or so. I would love to see him versus Petrion Aljamain Sterling. That would be sick. Marina Moroz versus Maria Agapova. Uh, Moroz gets a four. Agapova gets a zero. Agapova, we all had her. This girl's just a mental case. Just, I mean, you knew what was going to happen. You trained with Moroz. Moroz is an absolute stud, taking time off, coming back, being from the Ukraine, dealing with what she's dealing with, and looking like a badass bitch, getting that submission. Agapova looked like she was going to die at the fucking, uh, when they were raising their arms with the refs. Like, she was gassed. Uh, but good for Moroz. Four to one, uh, four to zero, Agapova. Probably never get a better again. She's lost to Shannon Dobson, got finished, and she's lost here as a two to one under, or two to one favorite, excuse me. She fooled us. She fooled us all. Nick Nergerman Moreno. God damn name. Nikolai. I say Nick on topology was Kennedy. This was the robbery of the night for me. I thought Kennedy won this fight. I know he got a point taken away. I thought it was pretty clear. I have no idea. Nergerman Moreno won this fight. Competitive. Injected to. Why did I say injected to? I just say Kennedy, Brian. You can't pronounce his name. Kennedy was piecing him up the whole time. Thought he could have done more. Uh, cardio checked out. Nikolai is just a fucking stud, didn't back out, has a chin. Uh, no idea how he won the fight. He gets a two. Kennedy gets a three. He was my send him home. Uh, but I didn't realize Nikolai had a chin like he does. Jesus, Marina Rodriguez. Oh, excuse me, let me say that name again. She's Brazilian. She's not Marina Rodriguez versus now Shannon. They both get a four. Very competitive. Both women think they won this fight. Love this fight. Didn't get fired tonight, but could have been fired tonight, I think. Um, Rodriguez. Is an absolute fucking stud. So fast. She lost the first round. Had to switch up her game plan a little bit. Get the timing of Nyashan on. And she did. That third round was great. Competitive. I thought it was 1-1 going to the third. And I thought Haigas uh, squeaked it out. Either way, I didn't have any... Uh, I didn't have a dog in this fight. Didn't have any money, but... Uh, but, um, yeah, fucking Rodriguez is, is an absolute fucking stud. I'm, I'm super impressed with her. And Yao Shanan as well. Getting better, looking great, fast, fast hands, and 
both these uh, both these fighters brought it. Jalen Turner versus Jamie Malaki, as uh, John Anik was saying. That's enough. Jalen Turner. This is a guy who I watched fight. Let me look at his record real quick because I've been sleeping on this guy for a while, right? So let's be honest here. So he enters the UFC of the Contender Series, wins by a uh, broken foot. Guy broke his foot, whatever. Comes into the UFC at 170, fights Vicente Luque, gets knocked out, right? Okay, Vicente Luque is a fucking stud. Comes in against Callum Pollard, who's Australian mate, you know, he's just an Aussie, drinks his beer. I can't do an Australian accent. That was pathetic. Anyway, Potter, you know, just a scrappy dude, but comes in, knocks out Potter in the first round. Uh, looked pretty good, you know, in, in, his, in his physical attributes. I mean, he's fucking giant for 55, right? Then Matt Favola, where I had him in a slime ball. Not a, it wasn't a slime ball yet, but I had him in the parlay at UFC 236. I was there live. I saw him get grounded and just kind of walked all over by Matt Favola, who is a good grappler, but, you know, wanted to see a little more out of Turner, right? Then Coolabout stops him. Brock Weaver stops him. And I'm like, okay, both those guys are fucking bums. Who cares about them? But then he beats Urso Medic in the first round. Looked dominant doing it. Urso Medic coming out the contender series. Looking like a fucking stud. Is a stud. He was 7-0. Undefeated. Beat everyone. Turner's like, you ain't touching me. Or my tarantulas. Brah. Submits him in round one. Piece him up before that. And then he comes in against Jamie Malarkey. The old cement head, right? Nice little win streak from Malarkey. And Malarkey has no answers. Laying us some nice counters. Put uh, Jalen Turner on skates for a brief bit because he, you know, he's throwing heavy leather, but Turner just remained calm, wasn't even breathing heavy, touching the body. That's what led to the the finish was the body shots, and then when when Malarkey just bent over after those shots, he just he's a finisher. I like this kid a lot. Uh, I can't make him my guy because. I didn't see it right away, so he'll never be my guys list, but he's open to my guys. He's open to Timbo. He's open to Christian. A little too late for me. I can't be a bandwagon fuck and, and do that, but Jalen Turner is an absolute stud. Look out for this guy at 155. As long as his wrestling defense is as good as it, I think it's going to be because he's so tall and long and his ground game's coming along as long as he's on top. Um, but he better be working with some really good wrestlers over there in California because you know that's going to be the next test at 55. Sergey Spivak's Greg Hardy. Bye-bye, Greg Hardy. Bye-bye, Greg Hardy. Sorry, Timbo. Greg Hardy, there's no way this guy gets re-signed to the UFC. There's no way. He wants the box. He can't fight MMA. Looked out of shape. You know, is full of himself. Thinks he's the greatest athlete in the world. Sergey Spivak comes in, dumps you on your head, and then when the minute this fight hits the ground, you're like, all right, cool. All right, you got me this one. You know what I mean? Seven and five MMA record. You're big, you're athletic, you're strong. You're a different kind of athlete. I'll give you that. But fighting ain't for you, bro. You lost to Sergey Spivak in the round one. Hit that prop. Let's go. Fuck you, Greg Hardy. Let him go box. He wants to box. Let him go box. Uh, who cares, right? He'll get knocked out boxing as well. All right, so the final four fights are the fights I really want to kind of dive into. Kevin Holland, or excuse me, Greg Hardy gets a zero, and uh, Sergey Spivak gets a three. You can't get more than a three with that face, Sergey Spivak, even though I think he does have a hot wife. Uh, Kevin Holland versus Alex Cowboy Oliveira, great fight. I switched up my slime ball. I had Jacoby, which it really wouldn't matter because they both won. I could have probably added Jacoby, and uh, even though he greased that one out, I could have added Jacoby in... Um, 
had a, a nice little fucking payday, but you know, usually keep the slime ball to three. Anyway, Kevin Holland over at Cowboy Rivera. Kevin Holland looked fantastic at this weight, in my opinion. Wasn't even breathing hard. Uh, Cowboy Rivera comes out, looks really good on the feet. Um, and Kevin Holland just a, is getting used to the speed, getting used to the rhythm. And Cowboy Oliveira can crack, and he's landing some good shots on Holland. Stuttered Holland a little bit, buzzed him a little bit. And then that second round, Holland's like, all right, not fucking around. I'm going to come out. At, in between rounds, it felt like Kevin Holland's like, shit, I'm like in shape. Like, usually between rounds, he might be like, man, okay. A little winded. This time, he's like, I felt he stood up, didn't sit in the stool, and he felt in his body, okay, I can go harder. I can press this guy. And he did. Cowboys usually known to, uh, to um, fall out a little bit, fail out a little bit. Uh, what am I trying to say? Fall off a little bit? Just gas out, Brian. Just say that, you fuck. Um... Those are my, like, brain telling me those things. I don't talk about myself in third person. But anyway, uh, Kevin Holland looked fantastic. I want to see him. I'm interested in seeing him at 170. His takedown defense looked pretty good. But, you know, it, it, it's against a non-wrestler. Again, you know, you got to match up Kevin Holland. I think he's a marketable guy. I love when he got taken down and uh, Oliver uh, had his back and there was that that shot of him in the camera with him giving the thumbs up. Like, everyone thought it might be, it might have been close. It was at the end of the round. He just had a thumbs up. Like, I'm chilling. All right, we're cool. Uh, I love that Kevin Holland, loads of personality, entertaining fighter, good, you know, good on the feet, um, talks in the cage, didn't talk at all this fight, was dead serious, I thought he looked physically, looked great at 170, uh, and he's huge, he's huge for 170 as well, so moving forward, you know, match him up with some, with some maybe easier competition that to set his liking with some strikers and whatnot, uh, and then once you do that, my kid just scream bloody murder, I hope everything's right, um, but, yeah, I, I like Kevin Holland moving forward at 170. Cowboy Rivera. Uh, Kevin gets a four. Cowboy Rivera gets a three. Competitive. Competitive Cowboy Rivera. The shocker of the night is Cowboy Rivera, who has 10 kids and who looks like a 50-year-old man, is 33. He's two years younger than me. <laughs> that blew my mind. Uh, Bryce Mitchell versus Asian Marosia. Uh, shocker of the night for a lot of people. A lot of people, including uh, Timbo and Christian, who, who are sharps. Uh, they were all over Edson at this dog price. I think it was kind of a trap line. I think a lot of people thought this as well. Bryce Mitchell had a lot of questions that need to be answered, and he answered them all. He's a strong country dude that's going to take you down. He dropped him standing up, which I kind of mentioned on the podcast, and the chat roasted me. I'm not going to bring it up. I'm not going to clip it. I have the video. I'm not going to clip it and post it and tell everyone I told you so. But I told you so. I don't think I, I said I said what I needed to say right on the podcast. Uh, the pick on podcast. What I meant to say was, I think Bryce is stand up is coming along. That if he can make it dirty and get in close and and rough up Edson, that would be better for Bryce because Edson doesn't fight in uh, fight close uh, that well. He's a distance striker, likes to kick from the outside, likes to jump knees from the outside, likes his punches from the outside. So if Bryce could close in, I think it could be a problem. Um, obviously, with his punches and his takedowns, and, and he dropped him with a straight left hand, got him to the mat. Every time he got on the mat, Edson just looked defeated. He looked a little old in this fight. This is the first fight where just, he just looked old. A lot of people were doubting Bryce could even get him down because he's not Khabib or anything. But Bryce's positioning and control is really, really good. Still work in progress. Still needs to work on his takedowns, you know. But he's strong and his cardio is good and his striking's coming along. He's got funky kicks and he's got an offbeat style, which caught Edson by surprise. You know, he's not your typical striker. So, the, you know, sky's the limit for, for Bryce Mitchell now. We got to see what this guy does, you know, against elite competition. He's 15-0. Can't see him disappear for a year. 
need to see him active. I want to see him fight in the summer. Uh, maybe headline a fight night in the summer against like Josh Emmett or something. I think would be really good. But uh, we need to see more of them. Javier Los Anjos versus Anate Morcano. So Los Anjos gets a three and Morcano gets a two. Now again, oh, by the way, Action gets a one because it was very uninspiring and Bryce Mitchell gets a four. Uh, again, I got to give you my star system here, boys. I'm trying to get that patent. I'm the only one doing it. Um, yeah, but uh, Ed, uh, Rafael Dos Anjos, uh, Marmoto Lock gets a three. McCona gets a two. I feel like it was a harder McCona game than a two. Showed a lot of fucking heart there. Want this fight stopped. Now, the big bugaboo about this fight is, is Mark Goddard. I thought Mark Goddard, who I do not like, I have bashed on these airways before. I thought he did a fantastic job right? He's there to protect the fighters, but if the doctor says he can see, is he going to say, no, you're wrong. He's been in trouble doing that before, right? He did the right thing. The doctor is the one, if you're going to blame anybody, blame that doctor. The doctor's like, he can see he's good to fight. Mark Goddard's like, are you sure? Yes, kind of, whatever. He leaves and Goddard goes, you got 30 seconds, pal. Turn this around. You start getting beat up in 30 seconds. I'm, I'm stopping this. Morcano comes out there like a bat out of hell. Probably might win that fifth round. Super impressive on a week's notice. Lands in Brazil. Gets the fight. Flies back. Hopefully he gets paid a lot of money. Good for Morcano. His stock only rises up. Javier Dos Anjos making another run at 55. Moving back down to Brazil. Coming out of Novo Nial. I like that move for him. I think California, Southern California especially, isn't really a fucking staple of MMA. I think Novo Nial is a good camp for him. He's going to come in shape. He's going to be aggressive. And, uh, you know, it looked like he took it off a little bit in that fifth round when he saw the eyes bloody. But, you know, grappling looked on point. Everything looked on point for RDA. You know, we've seen the song and dance before at him at 55. I'm just sitting there thinking like, when he fights a grappler, it's going to be a problem. That's what his bugaboo is. See if he can fix that or not. Uh, but on this night, at UFC 272, he looked fantastic. All right, Colby Covington was, oh, hey, Masvidal. Covington gets a four. Masvidal gets a one. So <clears throat> my beautiful uh, friend, maybe best friend, John Anik, um, not really, I wish, um, he made a comment. And if you go to Anik Floor on YouTube, a lot of comments on the YouTube are, are shitting on John about his take on Colby and this and that. So essentially, John and Kenny were discussing before I was on that uh, Colby's calling out the right people. And, you know, you don't see him running out calling out Hazmat Chemayev. And everyone gets offended. Like, oh, Colby would beat everyone that you're naming. Because he's only fought one person outside of Usman in the top 10, top 5. I think it's the top 10, top 15, whatever. And that's, um, fuck, name slipping me right now. I can't remember who it was, but maybe Masvidal. But uh, the point is, is it's not the fact that he's not calling out Chamaya because Chamaya was ranked 10th. The fact that he's calling out a 55er who fought at 45, who's never fought at 70 coming off a loss. They were complimenting him on how smart and savvy he is. He's making the right callouts. Hazmat Chemaev has way more juice right now at 170 than Dustin Poirier does, I think, right? Dustin Poirier is known for beating McGregor, losing title fights. He's gone. He's a millionaire now. He might may never come back. Maybe one more fight with Nate Diaz. Dustin's already stated, I'll never fight Colby because I don't want to make him to make money off me. And he goes out there and calls him out. So that's what I think they were trying to say. At least that's how I interpret it. I don't want to put words in their mouth or trying to figure out what they try to say, but a lot of people were, were in the comments getting a little hard. Now, this fight, a lot of people also thought it was boring. 
I thought Colby did what Colby did. My early read in the week that Colby by decision was right. I switched to Masvidal because he had Bo Nickel in his corner. I thought he could stop the takedowns. Thought he'd be motivated. He looked so flat his last two fights against Usman. I think this might have been the flattest he looked. He looked uninspired. He looked tired. He looked every bit of 37 in there. His explosive punches really weren't there. He only landed one really good punch that clipped Colby. I think if Colby didn't wrestle, I still think Colby wins this fight. You know what I mean? Colby's stand-up isn't the best. It's very pitter-patty. It's very volume-based. He was throwing a lot of big shots. You could tell a lot of his shots had anger on him. He clipped Masvidal. Didn't hurt Masvidal, but had him against the cage, throwing some combinations. I think Colby's stand-up looked a little below average in this fight. I think he really focused, obviously, on the grappling. He wasn't even breathing hard at the end of the fight. I mean, it's insane, the guy's cardio. Um, but I think if they, if Colby just was like, you know what? I'm not going to wrestle. I think he beat Masvidal standing up. Masvidal looked that flat, flat-footed, uninspired, and he had him hurt. And I don't know if, if people were like, oh, did you notice that? Of course he he's fucking gassed. You know, kept putting his back against the wall and, um, you know, or, or the cage. And, you know, he was defending takedowns in the middle of the cage. And then he just kept backing up. And, you know, maybe that was what he was doing in training. I can defend off the cage, but you can't because Colby, that's where he got all his takedowns. And it's just very, it left me wanting more from George. I think George maybe has three or four, like, character fights is what I call them. So he's got Connor in the back. He's got a rematch with Nate. Those are the two big ones. And then maybe Colby again, if he can win one of those two. I think he's only signed a four-fight deal um, you know, he's 37. He's only going to probably fight once a year from here on out. Um, so, you know, four fights for once a year is four years. You're putting him at what? 41. You know, he might, after that, the UFC is going to be like, okay, well, if you can't, if you can't win, then you can't sell, even though you're you can sell because people like you, you got a good personality, you got a good persona, but if you can't win, then you can't sell. So at 41, they might cut him loose. He's already got the millies. He might go do, he has his own promotion. He might go do something else, boxing, whatever. Um, yeah, it's just, I, I, I don't know. I think he's past his prime. I think that's what it is. And and luckily, I didn't bet him straight up. I almost bet him straight up at, at plus 250 or 275, whatever it was on DraftKings. And uh, I decided to go 10-1 to because Jorge Maswell, before he was baptizing people, he was winning or losing close decisions. And I thought if he could stop the takedowns, he could win a close decision over Colby. And I was 10 to 1, put a little quarter unit on it. Why not? Obviously, that didn't happen. He got absolutely dominated. So that is UFC 262. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's the show. First time listening. Thank you for uh, participating. UFC Fight Night, Santos on Kalaya, which again, Sound like a broken record. Broke down the top four fights. I broke down Silva, Pereira, Drew Dober, McKinney, Khalil Roundtree, Carl Robert, Robertson, Alex Caceres versus Sadiq Yusuf, Marlon Rice, Song Yudong, and Tiago Santos, Magomed Mekalayev. Broke all those down with Kenny Florian on uh, In a Conforming Podcast. So go check those out. But the rest of the card is pretty sick. I mean, Bruno Silva versus Alex Pereira. I mean, I, I'm mispronouncing his name, but it's making my dick move. My dick's dancing in my pants right now. Because of uh, that fight. That fight is going to be a banger. Matt Sullensberger is AJ Fletcher. Don't know much about AJ Fletcher. I've been seeing a lot of his shit on um, 
on uh, what you call it on uh, on Twitter right now. It's like AJ Fletcher fight week. He's got a lot of wins. He's undefeated. Coming out of Louisiana, uh, Tim Creders is head coach. That's where fucking uh, Dustin Poirier got to start. You know, uh, did he did he fought in the contenders? Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, flying the contenders, flying knee over Le- uh, Leonardo Domini. Um, but yeah, so a lot of people like this kid. I gotta watch him. Sellensburg is a fucking stud. JJ Aldridge versus Jillian Robertson. Good female fight. Trevin Five Star Jones versus Javed Basarat, who I'm keeping an eye on. I didn't hate his performance. I've I've looked up tape on this guy. I'm already balls deep in this card. Damon Jackson versus Camilla Kirk. Sabina Mazo versus Marina Maverick. I hope my Maverick wins that fight. She needs a fucking boost. Cody Bundage versus Dolce Lungambulula. That fight stinks. Guido Canetti versus Chris Martino. That fight stinks. Guido Canetti is 8-6. and six. Chris Martino is 9-5. Martino is famous for getting the shit kicked out of him. Daddy has green hair. Uh, I mean, I'm glad they didn't put him higher up on the card, but, I mean, come on. And then the first fight of the night, Teflon Nchukwu. Uh, I think I pronounced that. Nchukwi versus Azmat Merzeranov, uh, who I'm hearing a lot about. I'll have to deep dive into him. He's supposed to fight in the UFC before. Philip Lynch, Jared Benaram, Marcin Practico, all those things. Um, I know he's supposed to fight, and he was on the contenders. That's right. Yeah, I remember that. He knocked the guy out first round. Uh, he, uh, but, you know, Sambo champion. Guy's supposed to be the real deal. Undefeated. Tafan is uh, is a solid dude, too. He ain't bad. He ain't bad. So, a lot to think. A lot to digest. Pickham will be up on Wednesday I record it, YouTube's, all that stuff. YouTube's, you know, down to Walmart. All right, listen, that's it. That's the show. I'm going to take podcasts everywhere. Everywhere, baby. Hey, pal, do me a favor. Get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! I say let her dance. Woo! Escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit? Who is that guy? He's good. He's real good. The name is Dalton.